Hello everyone and welcome back to Diggy Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. And this is a week two review here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. So here we go. I was almost not going to do my podcast already after doing about three or four episodes after suffering a horrible loss to William Witherow there in the Sunday night matchup. I was looking pretty good um, for a while there. And then William Witherow really made a big run there in those afternoon games. Vance McDonald has 15 points, had a really nice game. And Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams scored a combined 20 points. Now, I was looking at that point, then kind of rough. It looks like the tables have turned. Uh, Verbal had taken a big lead, and I thought he really had no chance. He was projected like 80% to 20 to win. Now, going towards the Sunday night matchup, now in that afternoon matchup, it was the Rams and the Saints. Now, I had the kicker, Will Lutz, and he had the kicker, Greg Zerline. Zerline <coughs> ends up not really doing anything as the Rams kind of hold the ball after that injury to Drew Brees, and Teddy Bridgewater is doing nothing to move the ball there for the New Orleans Saints. And I'm thinking, all right, I got a shot here at this one. Now, Carson Wentz was still projected to score 13 points. In the Sunday night matchup, at halftime, he has negative two fucking points. Negative fucking two. And somehow, that shit for brains, Falcons offense does not run the ball. The defense turns into Swiss cheese after looking really good in the first half. Carson fucking Wentz left the game with an injury, and I thought he would not come back and William Witherow wins. God fucking damn it. I hate fantasy football. It's the worst thing in the world. But Carson Wentz is able to rush into the end zone. That got him six points, and that got him to win 98 to 96. God fucking damn it. All right. So, <laughs> switching gears. The Van Buren boys take out the Flutie Flakes 114 to 91. He gets 25 points from Dak Prescott. It was a really nice game in the quarterback position. Matt Breida, really been a beneficiary of the injury to Tevin Coleman, as he has 13 points and looks really good from the running back position. Now, for Norby, if you would have told me that John Ross had 17, Barkley with 19, and Gurley with 12, I would have said he would have won. But TJ Hawkinson looks just as bad as the double cheeseburger does at the Aztec Grill at the end of the shift as he gets less than one point and is able to do absolutely nothing in this one. Josh Jacobs gets a shade under 10 and still looks good. I still really do like the running back Josh Jacobs moving forward. And for Donnie, when you get David Johnson and Marlon Mack, his two-headed beast running back scoring less than 14 points. You say this is over, but he's still able to pull this one out and gets a nice win over Alex Norby. The Jimmy Jesus and the Mega. The Mega with a big win here, 132 to 98. Tom Brady with 22 points and Odell Beckham with 22 points. So combined almost 50 points from those two guys right there. By the way, he's got Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Someone trade this man. Someone trade this man. If I'm Travis Sailing, I've got some trade. This could make his team even better if he's able to dangle one of those quarterbacks to someone. Now, after the Thursday night matchup, he gets nothing from O.J. Howard. So I'm thinking Sailing's not going to do anything moving forward. But he still scores 132 points. I would have to go back in the history of our fantasy football league and see if someone scored zero if they score 132 points. Now, New England getting 37 points is absolute bullshit, by the way. But to have that New England defense that has been so strong, you're pretty much going to plug and play anyone who goes against the hapless Miami Dolphins this year. But 37 points, give me a break. Now, for the Jimmy Jesus, Mr. Ian Sullivan Svetich, even though he has no championships, he is consistently a very, very good fantasy football performer. And he's able to do it this week, 100 points. That's good. That could win you some weeks. You know, more often than not, it's about a 50-50 chance. He gets another nice game from Derrick Henry, who scores 15 and a half points from the running back position. Le'Veon Bell gets 10. Alshon Jeffrey, nothing. And Julio Jones looked really nice in the Sunday night game, scoring 22 and a half points. Jared Goff with a nice game too. But Travis Sailing, <coughs> hate to say it, folks, he's on a roll. And he is looking like the team to beat so far this season. Unbelievable. The Roto Studs rocks Johnny Murble 102 to 67. Johnny Murble has really, really struggled coming out of the gate. Drew Brees <coughs> leaves the game with that um, 
Handedry scores under a point here, and Dee Westbrook only gets point three. They both really struggle. Carry on, my wayward son Johnson has a nice game here, and he gets a decent game from Adrian Peterson. But after these comments there with the front office, he may never play again in the NFL. The Roto Studs looking good. 102 points. That's going to get you a win most weeks. Aaron Jones, the running back, 21 points. Looked good. Kelsey's able to get 17 and get into the end zone. And Ezekiel Elliott looks good here, too. Kind of an under-the-radar team. I do like the Roto Studs moving forward. I think they have some nice pieces there with Travis Kelsey, with Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott. And I also got to love Deshaun Watson as well. Julian Edelman, I think, makes a step up now with the Patriots releasing Antonio Brown, which is going to increase the value of both Julian Edelman and uh, Josh Gordon moving forward. And then every answer, Norby's <coughs> 132 points. Again, I'd be hard-pressed to find a week where two teams score 132 points. Mr. Eric Wilson, a team to beat two, as he beats the Lazy Bones 132 to 112. Lamar Jackson with 30 points. I don't think in Eric Wilson's wildest dreams could he have actually foreseen that Lamar Jackson would be the resurrection and the second coming of Michael Vick. But he is turning out to be, as he has 29 points, looks awesome here in this one, Brandon Cooks. Of the Rams, the receiver gets 13 points and looks good here as well. And Austin Eckler has been great for the Chargers. <laughs> He's really turned into that Melvin Gordon role um, and has 17 points. Looks good in this one. Dalvin Cook has been, I think he might be the rushing leader in the NFL. He has 25 points. And Nick Chubb has a nice game here too. Antonio Brown, you know, who knows with him. His season could be done, but he is able to get into the end zone in the one game that he plays. And the Never Answer Norbies win it 132-112. So, you know... Just got back from a jog. I'm feeling pretty good. Why not just keep on going and let's go right into the week three preview. So this will be a double podcast this week. We will call it episode four slash five. Our first matchup is myself against the Foodie Flakes, Mr. Alex Norby. Now, Alex Norby desperately needs a win. He comes into this game 0-2 and... He's had, you know, some good performances. I mean, Saquon Barkley has been, has been good. Todd, Dar- Todd Gurley has been decent, too. I thought Malcolm Brown would vulture a few touchdowns, but it hasn't really happened yet. And Norby needs to win. Now, I do, too. Now, I'm a little worried about my squad, like I said before. Uh, Cam Newton, with that injury, and Christian McCaffrey, where he's going to be able to see what kind of um, rapport he's going to have with the, uh, the quarterback here for the, uh, the Panthers moving forward. Mark Andrews has been really good, but he's questionable. Chris Carson has the case of the fumbleitis and has been losing carries to running back Rashad Penny. And Joe Mixon has been absolutely horrendous behind that terrible Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. My best player, most consistent player, has been my wide receiver, Keenan Allen, and actually Tyler Boyd have probably been my most consistent players. Now, I've got a lot of pieces on the bench. You know, do I start Frank Gore? Do I start Miles Sanders? You know, over Chris Carson? I'm going to have to check it out here tomorrow morning, and we'll have to go from there. Now for Mr. Norby, Nelson Aguilar, don't love him for Philly, but if Deshaun Jackson's not able to play, it's not a bad play there. Robinson, without Tariq Hill, has looked really good at the receiver position. And John Brown, very quietly, has been a really, really good receiver here for the Norby Bills. I like Gurley, like Barkley against Tampa Bay. I think he has a monster game. I think Mike Evans finally gets into the end zone. And I think, man, you know what? I got no confidence. I like Alex Norby in this one, 103-2-101. Our next matchup here in Big Dogs Fantasy Football League is the Mega 2024 and the Van Buren Boys. We have some quotes for the podcast this week, courtesy of Mr. Travis Sailing. Travis says, Ben Dover and Koff left Ian a bloody mess back there. He's talking about the rectum, uh, the kind of anal region. And his team needed 10 blood transfusions to stay alive. Hopefully he's B positive, but will never be the same. So that was his quote for the recap. Here's his quote for the preview. Mega 2024 has to be Donnie's worst nightmare. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is supposed to be MAGA? MAGA? Anyways, uh, much like this week's matchup, 
Odds are, he'll be so embarrassed this week, he would just stay in France with all the other stinky fantasy owners, maybe get a little charcuterie while he's there. So, Mr. Travis Sailing likes his chances this week. Now, Yahoo only has him projected at a 52% to 48% chance to win. Patrick Mahomes gets a start over Tom Brady so far, but he's going to really uh, kind of mix and match that pair. They're both really, really good. His receiver, Sammy Watkins, not as good last week, but still has been a very, very good wide receiver as he gets 6 for 49 last week. James Conner against the Niners. Expect them to run a lot, um, especially in the beginning. But if they go down big uh, with the quarterback, Mason Rudolph, might not get many touches there towards the end of the game. Um, Marquise Brown, not able to do as much the second week, but still looks to be that Hollywood Brown is that number one target there for Lamar Jackson. And Devontae Freeman, I like him to get to the end zone here against the Colts. Marlon Mack is listed as questionable, but should play for Donnie. David Johnson, I like him this week, should have a nice game too. And Matt Breida has been absolutely fantastic, should have a nice game here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you know what? Give me an upset. Give me Donald Applegate in this one, 115 to 114. <clears throat> it's the Roto Studs, Tristan Klein. Against the Lazy Bones, Mr. Matt Beeler. I like Deshaun Watson. I like him to have a nice game here against the Chargers. DK Metcalf, the rookie, has turned out to be a very nice target there for Russell Wilson. And Ezekiel Elliott is projected to score 20 points. Wow, I don't think I've seen that from running back in a long time. Against the hapless Miami Dolphins, he might score 30. Expect Aaron Jones to have a nice game too. Peyton Barber. God, we've all been on that Peyton Barber uh, train wreck from time to time. He gets a start for the flex position, but I don't see him doing much there. For the Bones, Philip Lindsay has been kind of doing a timeshare there with Royce Freeman, but I'd like him to have a nice game in this one. And the Bones, got to get Antonio Brown out of there, see what he does to replace him. But his branding back tandem of Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook should have a nice game here for this one. I like the Bones, 101 to 87. Jimmy Jesus against you are just mashing it. You're just mashing it. Only gets five points from his wide receiver, D.D. Westbrook. And nine and a half for Leonard Fournette. And ten for Derrick Henry. So really not a huge uh, start with his two really best players going in Leonard Fournette and Derrick Henry for Mr. Ian Sullivan's fetish. Now, uh, Murble is projected to win 51% to 49%. Uh, I like him here in this one. You know, I think he needs a win, so I could see it happening. I think Sony Michelle should get into the end zone against the New York Jets. Carryon Johnson should have a decent game here. And, you know, I'm going to take an upset. I'm going to take your just mashing it over the Jimmy Jesus 106 to 90. All right, our last one is William Witherow against the Never Answer Norbies. Now, William Witherow <coughs> gets 15 points and a pretty nice start here from the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. The rest of his roster, you know, decent. Um... Man, God, I should not have lost to this guy. Anyways, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been okay this season. Uh, Devontae Adams and actually Mark Cooper's had a pretty good start to the year. Like I said, I still think he has the best receiving core in the league with Hopkins, Adams, and Cooper. For the Never Answer Norby's, Lamar Jackson with a nice matchup here against the Chiefs. Expect them to be down early, so I think Lamar Jackson's going to be toting, uh, throwing that ball around a lot here this week. And I'd like him to have a nice matchup. <coughs> For the running backs, Kamara and Eckler. If that's not the most Madden Eric Wilson roster I've ever seen. He's got Lamar Jackson at wide uh, quarterback. And then Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler are his running backs. Expect them both to have nice games here. David Montgomery, another guy. Mr. Wilson is an absolute athletic stud when it comes to fantasy football. He wants guys that are going to run to the backfield. They're going to catch passes. And David Montgomery is in the same vein as an Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler. I like Eric Wilson in this one, 115 to 99. So, folks, that's going to do it. For this week's edition of the Double Fantasy Football Podcast, you've got a week two uh, in review and a week three preview. So good luck, good fantasy football, and we'll catch you next time.